You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. Pastor Alex Bryant here this morning. We have joining us Landon McCarter. He is a local businessman who's running for Springfield School Board. How are you this morning, sir? Hello, Alex. How you doing, my friend? Doing very, very well. Thanks for um, thanks. Thank you for that. So, I got a question for you. A little trivia. We're going to start today with. Um, do you know what the first toy advertised on TV was in our country's history? Oh, geez, was it uh, some kind of toy car? I have no idea. Some no. kind of car? No, nope. Mister Potato Head. Oh, Mr. Oh. Back in April 30th, 1952. Now, I bring it up because you can't call him Mr. Potato Head anymore. No, no, no. I don't no, know if you no. know about this, but he's just Potato Head. They've gone woke. Yeah, that's inclusive enough, Alex. Yeah, so um, so the toy Potato Head is now Potato Head. It's not inclusive enough. They've gone woke. Um, I'm think, I'm hearing you want to run for Springfield School Board because you want to get do away with all that nonsense and those shenanigans like that. Well, I mean, I care deeply about the well-being of, of each student in our district. Um, and there's, you know, definitely, you know, areas of our district that, you know, need some help. Um, so, smaller, you know, demographics that we care deeply about. But we can't leave the, the majority of the classroom and learning environment, you know, behind to do so. We've got, we've got 24,000 students to manage. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I care about all 24,500 students and, and the staff, you know, equally, equally alike. But we can't, you know, put one group um, over another in any circumstance, no matter what that group is, at the, at the sacrifice of the learning environment for the other students in the classroom, period. Yeah. And when you look at what's happening overall in our country with um, schools, and um, we, we had an inside look at this during COVID when, you know, we were kind of really in our kids' businesses and stuff, and we saw a lot of the things that were happening Reading, writing, arithmetic, those have been on a back burner. You got now, um, you know, political or, you know, just a lot of the different, um, critical race theory, DEI, transgenderism and all that stuff. What, what's your focus going to be when you um, are elected to the Springfield School Board? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you actually bring that specific thing up and ask that question because I believe that the, the really the root and the core issue that I care most about by far and away. And, and I arrived at this because, you know, during the campaign process, I, I have to have a hundreds of conversations with stakeholders to get their signatures. And obviously I've got to raise money. And so there's a lot of conversations on what matters to you in our district. And by far and away, Alex, without even a close second, classroom behavior and disciplinary, you know, consequences um, are really why teachers are leaving our district at a record rate right now. Teachers aren't applying uh, for the job in the first place. And why parents are pulling, you know, their kids from our district. Now, I will tell you for a certain that this is not a, a you know, a, a only an issue of Spring Public Schools. This is a nationwide issue. But we've got to get that under control. And we've got to, we, we've got to make sure that learning environment for all the students in the classroom, along with the teacher, is set up for a success, you know, oriented, you know, day in classroom. You know, we, we've got to make sure that our uh, day for a teacher and a student is about the reading, the writing, the, the arithmetic, the core curriculum, and we got to remove any social and political issues from the classroom and anything that really doesn't have anything to do with, you know, the academics of our school system, which I'm shocked that I have to say that. It's kind of sad, honestly, but, you know, we're seeing declining test scores, declining reading scores, et cetera. Um, so that, that, that's a big issue of mine is the behavior uh, creating safe classrooms, uh, consequences for actions. It's, it's become uh, out of control, Alex. 
Yeah, I'm on the Nixa school board, and I hear teachers saying the same thing. Do you do they tell you why they think <clears throat> that kids are the behavior is so much more different, or that kids are just misbehaving more now than they were before? Well, you know, there, there's there is a myriad of of reasons why I hear. Um, from teachers, because I've talked to at this point, it's got to be close to 100 teachers from the north side to the east side to the west side to the south side. And a lot of times it just it's it's, you know, their hands are a little bit tied um, a lot, on a lot of those situations. There's a lot of um, mandates that are coming down from the state um, that, you know, mandates disciplinary numbers to be a certain sort of way based on demographics. I don't want to get too far in the weeds because I don't have time necessarily, but, um, you know, the teachers feel like they have their hands tied, and I'm sure the administrators are also feeling like they have their hands tied. Um, but you know what? We, we, at the, we can't sacrifice the learning environment of our students, you know, be, for, for the short-term pain of, of whatever. we got to make sure that the behavior and the discipline issues are out of the classroom if they're becoming disruptive. Um, and what feels like is happening, at least when I talk to individuals, is we're cutting support staff, paraprofessionals that are going to be able to help with that um, this next year because of budget issues. And, you know, teachers feel that they're told to ignore, um, you know, minor infractions, quote unquote. Well, I'm not sure what exactly that is. Well, what that ends up being is, is just lowering standards of behavior. And so when you lower the standards overall, I have three kids, Alex. You have a lot of kids as well. I do. Our kids good at figuring out where that line is and pushing that line and you know you know anytime we lower that expectation of behavior and 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 remove consequences from said behavior from some sort of a progressive disciplinary you know system and and go towards some more you know feelings-based um type scenario of you know there's some names for it um social emotional learning and some other things i'm not saying that those things aren't aren't don't have you know great intentions, but ultimately kids need to feel the consequences of their actions. Period, and teachers need to be supported by um, allowing those those you know those consequences to take place. If that makes sense, and, and administrators support those teachers when there's where situations that are not you know conducive to a learning environment to create success ready students. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's the stuff I hear as well. Um, the two things. Um, there's a lot of. Um, requirements put on teachers now they feel like they have to hit standards and requirements from the state from the federal government in order to get their raises in order to keep you know the no child left behind that and then at the same time they they don't feel like they're being supported with disruptive kids you know um you know there needs to be some consequences teachers are good people they love our children and sometimes as a result of love you want you need to discipline kids but all they're told is you know, send them to the principal's office. If that doesn't work, then and they want to act out, then move, remove your whole class from the room. And it's absolutely well, ridiculous. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story. So there's a, there's a classroom um, in our district that could not get this behavior situation under control. And for whatever reason, this individual couldn't be removed from the classroom. And all the other students had to wear noise-canceling headphones for weeks wow. because this would outbreak. Now, you tell me that that makes sense. Um, I understand what the intention is. But that is just simply not conducive to a learning environment. And those other kids in the in the classroom are the ones that are paying the price. It's just not fair. It's not fair to the kid that's outbreaking. He needs more attention. It's not fair to the teacher. That's a whole other thing to manage. And it's not fair to the other kids that they got to ha- put, put some sort of head covering on just to go to a, a, a normal classroom setting. That That's unbelievable, Alex. You know, that's crazy. kind of my point is we, we can't allow this type of thing to happen. It's crazy. Um, so as a result, I mean, you want to run in, you want to step in and serve. You ran once before, you just barely fell short. 
Um, your message now is you're getting out there. You need the support of conservatives, of Christian people. Um, and I saw that just um, a couple of days ago you were at a meeting with, um, and I usually go to these meetings, but I wasn't able to go that day, of um, concerned pastors of the um, Ozarks. So what's your message to the churches out there? Like, you know, um, what, what are you asking them to do? Yeah, well, Alex, um, first off, you know, I'm trying to get in front of everybody I possibly can. You know, whenever you lose last year by one half of 1%, that's 254 individuals. I think the overall, you know, votes that I had was like 14,000 or something. So we're talking one half of 1%. So anybody that will allow me to share my heart with them, um, I am, I'm taking the opportunity. And so this pastor's meeting had 30 concerned pastors representing thousands. I mean, there were some pastors in there that have, you know, congregations of, of close to a thousand, um, and there was 30 pastors. And so, you know, part of my message to the pastors is really just these kids are the are the future. We you know the the Bible's very clear on on how God looks at these children, how precious they are to Him, and we've got to you know some of these churches are very eager to cut the lawn and, and trim the branches and paint the walls, um, but when it comes to standing up with the, with the leadership of the actual you know direction that the school district is going for these you know thousands of teachers and tens of thousands of students, they kind of want to stay. Uh, on the sidelines um, in order to be maybe not offensive to certain people in their congregation is, is what I feel yeah. is the case. Um, and so they'll take a stand when it comes to the things that, you know, cutting the grass and painting the walls and trimming the branches. But when it comes to what are they teaching our children, you know, and how are they teaching it? You know, at the last school board meeting, um, there was a very in, in, in informative vote, in my opinion. We, we voted, we as a school board right now, voted against God and for divert um, SOGI language, which would be the LGBTQ language for our school lunches. So Kelly made a motion to say, hey, look, if we're not going to discriminate against LGBTQ for our uh, lunch program, which we wouldn't want to do in the first place, which is already understood, then I want to add we can't discriminate on religious basis as well. And the board voted no to that 